Welcome to Hidden Park, the podcast, episode 25. Welcome, guys. As you've known throughout the playoffs, we've been recording like every other week. So we recorded before the playoffs started. We recorded after the divisional matchups, once we knew the conference title games. And now here we are about a couple of days out from Super Bowl Sunday. We're recording this Thursday. And this is a new little look for us in Hidden Park. Um, this week, we're going to just go solo. So only your host, Anthony Dittmore, will be hosting this episode as we talk about the Super Bowl something new. Ronick's a little busy, so we're going to give him some time off. We're going to talk Super Bowl Sunday. Couldn't pass up talking about the big game. This is like my Christmas, honestly. Like every year, like people make jokes about Christmas, the biggest holiday of the year and stuff like that. But for me, it's Super Bowl Sunday. So we're going to start talking about that. Before we talk about the big game, we're going to start with a little recap of the NFL season and kind of look back at everything that we've had so far. So Great season going into it. I guess going into the season, we kind of knew that these could potentially be the final two teams, the Chiefs and the Buccaneers. There was some doubt about Tampa going into the season. Tom Brady, 43 years old. Who would expect him to get to here so quickly? There was a lot of debates whether it was Bill Belichick's system, was it Tom Brady's system, who was the real reason for the success. And as we saw, the Patriots went 7-9 and nine this season, didn't really live up to expectations. Even though a lot of players in their defense opted out, the Buccaneers still ended up getting to the conference title game, winning the NFC, and it proves how great Tom Brady is. His 10th Super Bowl, how crazy is that? But a lot of people might have saw this matchup from, like, a easy way to, like, predict the Super Bowl, but in terms of, like, getting there, the Buccaneers' stretch to get there wasn't easy by any stretch. They came into the season kind of looking for a rhythm. They had a lot of offensive talent going into the year. They had Mike Evans, Chris Godwin, Sam Rockwinkowski. They have Leonard Fournette, Ronald Jones, a lot of weapons. But it wasn't always easy. They started off a little rocky. I think at one point they were like five and four or something like that. People were like, are they going to make the playoffs? They ended up finishing the season a seven-game winning streak. So, obviously, we know the answer to that. But in the NFC, there was a lot of great teams. Like, we saw the Packers go 13-3, and three, get the number one seed. New Orleans has been great the last few years. Just couldn't seem to get over the hump and win the NFC. They went out at the hands of the Buccaneers. Seattle, we always had, like, our suspicions, but it seemed like the beginning of the year, Russell Wilson, the numbers he was putting up, they had a great chance. They couldn't get it done in the NFC. The Rams, who kind of were forgotten about after a great year two years ago and a lackadaisical year last year, they didn't really end up working out. A lot of people had Arizona potentially in the NFC, or at least being a good team with the addition of Hopkins and second-year jump from Kyler Murray. Well, not, not many expectations for the NFC East, I guess, going into this year. I guess a lot of people like Dallas with Dak Prescott healthy. But once Dak went down, I think the NFC East kind of became a bare wasteland. Philadelphia wasn't that great. Washington got in based on their good defense. The Giants are probably a year or two away. So it was interesting to see a lot of storylines. And it's crazy to think last year this time the San Francisco 49ers were in this big game. But injuries kind of derailed their season, and they really didn't end up putting it all together. So it was a great year all, overall. And the AFC – I think a lot of people before the season penciled in the Chiefs to the Super Bowl. It was the easy pick. Like, why wouldn't they get back to the Super Bowl? They, did, they didn't lose anybody pretty much on offense, They, which is kind of crazy for a Super Bowl winner because a lot of times you see other players sign away to other teams. But they kind of kept everyone on defense, kept everyone on offense, maybe small guys here or there. But the only real loss was going to the year was Damian Williams, who actually was a Super Bowl MVP last year. Actually, no. I don't think he was, but he had a couple big touchdowns in that game. But that, that was a decent loss. But they kind of replaced that with Edwards Hilaire, Darrell Williams, Le'Veon Bell later on in the season. He was released by the Jets. But the AFC did have some tough competition. It seemed like the Steelers were a freight train to start the year. They're starting off 11-0, but kind of losing three of their last four. They're getting smoked by the Browns in the first round. They kind of fell off. We all kind of had our suspicions. They were fake good, but they seemed like they were going to at least give the Chiefs a run for their money, and they couldn't even get out of the wild card game. The Bills 
who a lot of people went to this year thought they would probably win the AFC East after the Pats lost Tom Brady. They were really good, 13-3, and three, and they seemed like they were the next best team to Kansas City, but not, it's so hard to compete with the Chiefs. You have to play a flawless game, and the AFC title game, they just didn't do that. The Ravens last year were kind of slept on, I think, this past year because people – like last year they got the number one seed and Lamar won the MVP and all, but people were like, he can't win a playoff game. He finally got off of that schneid and did win a big playoff game, but couldn't get out of the divisional rounds. We'll see what they got next year, but – Titans are really good. The Browns were good after people kind of gave up on the Browns after they were hyped up last year. They kind of had a great run. They won a playoff game with the first time in like 20 years, which is crazy. The Colts had a great defense, and Phillip Rivers had a decent season, and he couldn't get it done in a big game, but it was a good game. It was 27-24. They were just right in it, but he ended up retiring. And the Dolphins, who go 10-6, and couldn't even make the playoffs. And I don't feel bad for them because I'm a fan of the Jets, and we went 10-6 and like five years ago, and that we should have made the playoffs that year, but we didn't. But – Still in 10 years, no playoffs, but the Dolphins couldn't get in at 10 and 6. So they seem like their future is promising. Some questions around Tua, like, is either answer a quarterback? I think they have a lot of talent around him and a lot of draft capital. So we're interested to see what they do. But outside of that, those are probably the best teams in the AFC. But we thought the Chiefs are going to get there, and they did. They proved everyone right. They went 15 and 1 this year. Like, how much more can you ask from them? Um, actually, no, I'm sorry. Did they go 15 and 1 or 14 and 2? I can't remember, but they had a great season. There's a lot of other teams in the AFC. The Chargers seem like they have some promise with Justin Herbert behind center. The Bengals looked good at Burrow at certain points in the year until he went down. A lot of rumors around the Texans. Are they going to move Deshaun Watson this offseason? A lot of AFC teams are up and coming. Denver seems like they're a quarterback away. The Raiders seem like, I don't know. There's a lot of teams that can make a run next year. It seems like there was no clear-cut answer outside of the Chiefs being the best. Like, it's going to be a battle for who's second best. And it's it's going to lead into an interesting offseason, a lot of quarterback movement, too, where we already saw Stafford get traded to the Rams from Detroit, him and golf to switch places. A lot of teams with young, that were bad last year are going to need to fill voids at quarterback like the Jets. Are they going to trade for Watson? They seem to be the favorite. Jacksonville seems to be taking Lawrence. Texans might lose Watson, but will they replace him with another quarterback? Um, we don't know. Um, the Chargers seem like they have their answer with Herbert. What are the Pats going to do? Will the Raiders move on from Carr? Do the Dolphins believe in Tua? Do the Steelers keep going with Big Ben? What are they going to do? Do the Falcons move Matt Ryan? Do the Eagles move Wentz? Do the Panthers give another chance with Teddy Bridgewater? Do the Giants still believe in Daniel Jones? Are the Vikings still in on Kirk Cousins? The Bears seems like Mitch Trubisky's already gone. The Washington football team is a quarterback of Alex Smith. And there's a lot of answers to go in. Now, we'll leave that more to all-season talk. It's just interesting to look, look at the season as a whole before we go into the big game. It's fun to see like where we came from, how long we got here. It seems like every year the season – Week one, it's like, oh, my God, we have 16 weeks of football, four to five weeks of playoffs. It's going to be great. And then it goes by so fast. Like, you, I love having Sundays to look forward to football. And now we, here we are, Super Bowl Sunday. It's that last Sunday in a long, long offseason. Football always has the longest offseason, eight months, almost like seven, eight months. It's brutal. We're, it's tough to get through. But here we are. I'm set. Like Super Bowl Sunday is the best. It's one of the best weekends of the year. We're going to now look back at last week's games just really quick, the conference title games. The first game, Buffalo and Kansas City. Going in, Kansas City was only laying three three points, which is kind of crazy when you have Patrick Mahomes at quarterback. But with the injury questions of his foot and his concussion, we didn't know his, his full health status for the game, which I think was why the line was so close. But Mahomes proved again why he's like the next up-and-coming thing. I had like people always say, who's the next Brady? Who's the next this? And we always for a while thought it was Aaron Rodgers, which we seems like it was the logical answer, but he just seems like he never can get it past the NFC title game Four NFC championship game losses. Now 
he's a little bit of a schneid there, 37 years old. Uh, we That's another guy we don't know with certainty, quarterback in the future. But in that game, Bills, the Bills just – I think their biggest flaw was that they didn't have a run game to combine with their passing game. In Kansas City, even though their defense isn't the best, they're opportunistic. And if they – Josh Allen is prone to mistakes, and that's kind of what happened. A couple turnovers in that game. I thought it was really stupid when they went for two and they were down 17. They could have made it a two-possession game with five minutes left and said they'd go for two, don't get it, and it's still a three-possession game. They end up scoring, which proves they could have just needed one more onside kick and got it. They didn't. So I think that was their Achilles heel. I think this year was definitely their running game. Singletary did not look as good as his rookie campaign. Zach Moss is, I think, at best a league average back. So I look for them to maybe draft someone in the draft or maybe go for like an Aaron Jones, maybe in free agency or something, someone like that. Because they definitely need a running game. Their defense is strong. Stefan Diggs had a Unreal season. Cole Busey's a stud. They have a lot of good complimentary receivers. Dawson Knox a good tight end. Josh Allen's only going to get better. Looking like he was the worst quarterback pick of the 2018 draft. is probably the best one now. So I look for him to possibly. He was probably going to finish top three MVP this year. But the Chiefs are just too much. You have Tyree Kills, absolute stud. You have Travis Kelsey. Even the Chiefs need to run the ball. That's how great their passing game is. Mahomes always listening because a bag of tricks under his arsenal where like he just always has something where you can't stop. Uh, that's why I think the Chiefs easily won this game. There wasn't really that much of a threat after they went down 10 nothing. People, oh my God, they're down 10 nothing. But last year, if you remember, they were down double digits. All three of their playoff games, the Houston, Tennessee, and San Francisco, ended up winning all three. Chiefs can be down 17. You still don't know when they'll come back. It's like the Warriors a few years ago when they're down 20. Like they could still come back. So Chiefs move on. Then we have Bucks, Packers. We thought, oh my God, like, is this like, it's like, can Rodgers finally get to the Super Bowl again? It's been so long. It's been like over 10 years now since he played the Steelers, I believe, in like 2009 or 10. It's going to be interesting to see what he does uh, what he does going forward. But Tom Brady, even though he threw three picks second half, they still get the job done. Too many weapons in offense. Mike Evans, Chris Godwin, Antonio Brown left the game, but they ended up being fine. Fournette kind of seems like he took the stranglehold of the, of the Tampa Bay backfield now that Ronald Jones was out for a few weeks of injury. You got to ride the hot hand. It's playoff Lenny, bro. Like You can't stop playoff Lenny. But the Buccaneers seem like they're just a freight train. They've won seven games in a row. They knocked off Washington. Even that game was kind of closer than I thought. Just absolutely dismantle New Orleans and then get past Green Bay despite the, having three turnovers. Green Bay just couldn't get the job done, and that's what it basically comes down to. Don't get me wrong, Devontae Adams is a stud. Packs are some good young receivers. Aaron Rodgers seems really pissed off after the game. He had some interesting comments about his future in Green Bay after they drafted Jordan Love first round last year. It seemed like his, his time was limited. His time was numbered. Seems, seems similar to the situation you him and Brett Favre when he was that young guy drafted, but we'll see what happens there. But the Buccaneers in the Super Bowl – a lot of people didn't see this coming. It seemed like the, the Bucs were kind of like a Madden team where like they just had a lot of big names. And it seemed like, oh, last year they went seven and nine with Winston. All you really did was add Brady and kind of add some bulk big up, like bulk, uh, bulk up the line when they drafted an offensive lineman uh worlds, I think, in the first round. But they turned it around. It seemed like they just definitely were a quarterback away. Tom Brady is the undisputed goat. You can't argue it. The closest guy we have right now to taking down Brady, besides Joe Montana, who has four rings, is Patrick Mahomes, Brady has many Super Bowl appearances, every team besides New England, because he obviously he played there and they went, went to two before he got there. He wins, he have more Super Bowl titles than any other team, which is insane. Absolutely insane. But let's talk matchup now. We know legacies are on the line. We know Mahomes is going for a second. He really, that these two matched up in the playoffs before, two years ago in a 2018 AFC title game. The Chiefs should have won that game if it wasn't for a, a very phantom offside call and a turnover that would ice the game for KC. But... Mahomes definitely wants revenge for that. If Mahomes wants to catch Brady all-time legacy-wise, I think he absolutely needs to win this game because if it goes to 7-1 to one, Super Bowls, I don't know if he can win six, no matter how good you are. He seems like he's maybe the best, most talented player of all time. 
it's tough to catch up to that. So I think if he gets it down to six to two, he has a good chance of maybe getting close and putting himself in that go conversation 10 to 15 years down the line from now, if like everything goes right with his career, obviously, but he needs to win this game. That like, comes down to that. If you want to get yourself into one of the league's best, you need to win multiple Super Bowls. Like if you want to go down into Canton, he's already, if Mahomes retired today, he'd be already in a Hall of Famer. He's an MVP, two Super Bowl appearances, three conference title game appearances. Like, don't get me wrong. But if you're going to try to get in Brady territory, this game is the game he needs to win. These two did match up this season, actually, which is kind of, doesn't happen a lot because AFC and NFC teams only play each other every four years. So it's kind of ironic that these two teams played each other this year. It was a great game, honestly. I remember it vividly because I was going up against Tyree Kill in fantasy. He had 200 yards receiving in the first quarter, finished with 267 and like two or three touchdowns, went absolutely insane. Mahomes threw for 460 and three touchdowns. Tyree Kill had 270 yards. Brady had 345, three touchdowns, and like I think two picks. The, the game was like a blowout at first. I think the Buccaneers got it close at the end, but the Chiefs ended up holding on. They forced a couple late turnovers on Brady. I think Tyron Matthew, the Honey Badger, had a turnover. Great game. It was in Kansas City. Buccaneers ended up losing that game, but it was good. It wasn't like, it was like, oh, my God, this team can't compete. And at that time, people were like, oh, it was a Super Bowl preview. We don't know. The Bucs aren't playing well. It seemed like after that week, once they played that Detroit game in December, that they really started clicking. And since then, they haven't lost. That game was a good indicator to expect what we see. I think if you're like trying to like line up these teams like in terms of like position groups, if you're in a difficult position by position, quarterback, I have to give it to at this stage of his career, it's gonna be Mahomes. I think the Chiefs get the edge there, obviously. Running game, it's really close, honestly. Edwards Hilaire had all this hype going into the season. He didn't really live up to it. Rookie running backs are hit or miss. Sometimes you see a hit like Zeke Elliott or Saquon Barkley. And sometimes you see a first round running back like here where he just it seemed like, oh, my God, this guy seems like he's a great pick. Then he goes to the number one offense. He's going to be a stud. Didn't really click. Didn't score a lot. People in fantasy took him in the first round kind of got bit in the ass for it. And then he got hurt. He didn't really play the first play. I think he was out, actually. He used Darrell Williams, Le'Veon Bell committee. They used more Darrell Williams because he had familiarity of the offense. But instead of Le'Veon Bell, the vet, it's interesting that the Bucks now also kind of switch running backs. They went from Ronald Jones, who was injured, to Fournette. So I think both these teams were in committees. Right now, I'll probably give the edge to the Buccaneers because playoff Lenny's playing really well. Leonard Fournette has kind of had like a second win to his career after starting off hot in Jacksonville. And they got to AFC title game as well against the Pats. He kind of, the last few years in Jacksonville, they declined his fifth-year option. They just caught him this offseason. Goes to the Bucs, didn't really play a lot in the regular season. Then he has forced to play because of injury. And he's been really good. So I'll give the injury to Tampa. I'll give the edge to Tampa there. For wide receivers, just pure wide receivers. I guess Travis Kelsey does not count as a wide receiver. The tight ends. Pure wide receivers got to give the edge to Tampa as well. Mike Evans, Chris Godwin, Antonio Brown. I think besides Tyree Kill and the Chiefs, a lot of it's a lot of like mix and match here. I think Mahomes makes his receivers a little better between Nico Hardman, Demarcus Robinson, etc. Tight end, you have to give the edge to Travis Kelsey. Um, he's just been unreal. Eight receptions a game. He gets like 140 yards minimum. He plays like a wide receiver. He was second in the NFL in receiving yards at tight ends. It's kind of wild that him and Gronkowski are actually the same age. He seems like Rob Gronkowski is so much older because he's been around so much longer. He also retired for like a year or two. But Travis Kelsey definitely gets the edge at this point of their careers. Gronk is not a shell of himself. He had a decent year, but Travis Kelsey, I think, can go down potentially as the best tight end ever. He wins a couple Super Bowls, plus like all his receiving yards. People offensive line probably give the edge of Tampa. They took roles in the first rounds. Eric Fisher is questionable for Kansas City, so that's something to look out for. See if he plays. Um, defensive line wise, I think the Buccaneers get the edge. Jason Pierre Paul and a couple other guys down low. I think they definitely get the edge of the Chiefs defense, even though the Chiefs line has Frank Clark on it. I think I'll still get the edge of Tampa. Overall, I think Tampa's defense is just better. 
better linebackers. Secondary, you might give the edge to Kansas City because they have Tyron Matthews, Donnie Badger, how do you stop him? But I think overall, Kansas City comes in as a more talented team because just because you have Patrick Mahomes. The Bucs are not the Bucs are not to mess with. They have a really good defense. They're definitely probably a better defense overall. They have great positional talent. I think the Chiefs are definitely elevated from how great Mahomes is and obviously Tyree Kill and Travis Kelsey. But they are they're they're vulnerable to give a lot of points. They're very opportunistic defense. So if they force some turnovers, that's when you can see things get interesting. But overall, I'd probably give the edge to Kansas City when it comes to that. And then if you want to look at some more storylines, Antonio Brown is going up against Le'Veon Bell. Both used to be on the Steelers. Both left Pittsburgh off of different off-the-field issues. Le'Veon Bell wanting more in a contract, ends up going to the Jets. He holds out a year. Antonio Brown had this whole scenario, Big Ben, where he threw his helmet. Then he gets traded to Oakland, gets cut from Oakland before even appearing in a game because he throws. He has his own issues off the field, like hurting his foot and like therapy or ice therapy. And like I think he also had an issue with his helmet he didn't want to wear. And he goes ends up going to the Pats for one game with Brady, actually. Catches a touchdown, then his off-the-field issues again. Didn't play last year. Kind of screws revitalized by Tom Brady taking a chance on him. And now the two former Steelers are matching up in the Super Bowl. Both the shells of their old self, not like the, the, the workhorses, bell cows that used to be on the Steelers, but it's kind of crazy how they could never get to the big game with the Steelers. And now that they're on opposite teams, they both make it in opposite conferences. So one of them has to get a ring. So if you're a Steelers fan, you might be a little pissed off. But another story I have to look for is the first home Super Bowl. We've never seen this. Super Bowls always tend to be in warmer climates, aside from like the one year was at MetLife and stuff like that. But obviously, if the game was in New England at any point, Tom Brady probably would have got there. It's 10th Super Bowl. But now that he's in a warmer climate, first time home Super Bowl, Tampa Bay, well, I think they're allowing 7,900 fans, mostly like people that are like vaccinated or work healthcare professionals. So it's nice in the NFL to give free tickets for that because you can't obviously have full capacity and you have to make sure nobody has COVID there. Because I think last year, around this time, is when COVID was really spreading. We didn't know it was around. So, like, I heard the Super Bowl was a huge super spreader event in this country. So, interesting to see how a year later we're still dealing with this. But it'd be cool to see a home Super Bowl. I don't know how many Bucks fans will be there because it depends on who they let in. But definitely give the edge of Tampa there because they obviously were playing at home. They get to sleep in their own beds, get to not have to leave from their own home. So, that's definitely something to look for as well. Like I said before, it's it's kind of like if we had like an MJ versus LeBron finals ever, like obviously they didn't play at the same time ever. This is kind of what it's like. It's kind of a passing of the guard. I think Brady still has two to three more years in there. People are speculating he's going to retire, but this year he threw 43 touchdowns and like eight picks. No way this guy's retiring. Even if he wins or loses, he still said he wants to play past 45. So I don't know why people are saying that, but if Mahomes wants to catch him, like I said, I think he needs to win this to close the gap to 6-2. It's still going to be four Super Bowl difference. And four Super Bowls is nothing. That's second person all time is Joe Montana West four. So it's not like a four Super Bowl difference is close. But if it gets to 7-1, I don't know. You know what I'm saying? Like, it, it, it's a lot to look for. But it's going to be interesting. I'm, I'm excited to see how the Chiefs match up on the receivers. If they're going to put the Honey Badger on Evans, just rotate, play his zone. I think you're going to have to with all those weapons. You can't really double team. I think Travis Kelce is going to have a big game. If you're one of those betters looking at look for some fun bets right now, let me, let me check the, the lines right now. Cause it's always changing with injuries and stuff like that. If you saw the other day, the chief's barber actually had Corona and he gave two people haircuts before he realizing that he, his test came positive and they pulled him and he, it was right before he was going to cut Patrick Mahomes. So imagine if Mahomes had to go to COVID protocol, that would be insane. Thank God they caught that beforehand. Cause I don't know what the NFL would have done there if that was the case. So the way to this game, the line is three and a half for the chiefs. It's a close line. I think that I can definitely see like a three point game costing people here in the line, but I think I'm going to take Kansas city on the three and a half 
over under 56. I think it's going to be a high scoring game. I really do. I think it's these two guys are going to go shot for shot with each other. I'm going to take you over on that at 56. I think it's going to be like 34 31 or 35 31. I think Kansas State will cover maybe like four or five points. Money line. I think the Chiefs do win this game. I think they have too much firepower. I think Mahomes is destined for greatness. I think this is going to be um, a huge prove it game for him. He lost to Brady already, like you said, in the AFC title game a couple years ago when he was on New England. So I think he wants some revenge. It'll be interesting to see in that regard. Um, thinking about some other fun bets, like first touchdown, I think uh, if it's a Chiefs at the ball, scorers, I think it's Kelsey. If it's Tampa, I go Mike Evans. But I wouldn't be surprised if Leonard Fournette did. If you want to make some interesting money, Mahomes tends to sneak it in or Brady sometimes. If you want to put like $5 on that and win like 150 that could be something fun just to throw a little money on. Or, you know what I'm saying? Like, a lot, there's a lot of props. I think Kelsey goes off. I think Tyree Kill has a big game. I think between the Tampa receivers, I think Brown's going to be limited. So I would lay off of betting on him. Um, interesting to see if Gronkowski and Brady connect in the Super Bowl again. We'll see if he goes his way. I think don't expect a lot from the Kansas City running game. I don't think they're going to utilize it as much as they would like because just they never really got a clicking. Hilaire's been out of the lineup. L seemed rather ineffective. Darrell Williams is a change of pace back at best. So I wouldn't really bet on that. I think Fournette has a decent game. It's going to be interesting. I think there's going to be a couple turnovers in this game. I think it's going to come down to the last possession. It's going to be fun. Hope you guys have fun for the Super Bowl, too. Like, Super Bowls, we've seen some good Super Bowls in our lifetime. I was thinking about this the other day. Aside from a couple stinkers, like, I remember the Broncos-Seahawks game was a blowout when it was in this area uh, at MetLife Stadium. There was a couple stinkers besides that one. The Denver-Carolina one wasn't really that good. Um, besides that, I think we've seen some great classics. Like the 49ers, Chiefs last year was great. Last second drive. The Eagles-Patriots Super Bowl is insane. The, like the shootouts. Both giants Pat Super Bowls where it came down to the last possession. Miracles by the Giants was really fun. Ravens 49ers like 10 years ago or however long it was. was a great Super Bowl where the lights went out and it went down to a goal line stand. Um, what else? Steelers Packer was a pretty good Super Bowl. I think that was a close one. Arizona Pittsburgh was really good. I'm trying to think if I'm missing some. Um, New Orleans Colts, where the Darren Sharp, not Darren Sharp, where Tracy Porter got that pick six that Peyton Manning was insane. We've seen a lot of great Super Bowls in our lifetime. A lot of them had Tom Brady in it. Don't like nothing to doubt. The Malcolm Butler interception on Russell Wilson was great. And a lot of great Super Bowls. I feel like most times, I'd say like eight or nine times out of ten, we get a good game. So that's fun to see. Um, in terms of like, it's good. It's, it stinks in the blow in the last game. So look all forward all year for a stinker kind of sucks. So hopefully we see like a, a great Super Bowl when it comes to that. Um, I love doing boxes. If you ever done boxes, like scores, like you get, like you need, like, let's say you, you, you choose a box and you get randomized a digit for each team, zero through nine. And if it come, ends up being coming out for like end of the first quarter, third quarter, halftime or final score, you get money on it. It's fun because you don't really need to know football to do it. I ran a special for the conference title games with my friends where we did that. I'm doing one for the Super Bowl where it's like every minute, like you have, if your score is there, you win like $150. It's like 90 bucks. So it's pretty fun. It's just fun rooting for random things like that. Cause like you wouldn't do that in the regular season because that's just like crackhead shit. But for the Super Bowl, it's fun just rooting for random numbers. So I like doing that. Super Bowl parties, like this year, I don't think I'm having a traditional party like I used to. It's fun having like traditional Super Bowl foods. Like you always need wings, nachos, pizza, like those kind of stuff. Drinks wise, always need a beer in the Super Bowl. Like you, like, like as much as you like mixed drink here and there, Super Bowl is strictly for beer. I feel like it's fun. It's fun doing the stupid bets too. Like there's a lot of like stupid bets people like to bet on. Like the national anthem over under is 58.5 seconds. I think it's gone under like 11 of the last 13 Super Bowls. So that's always fun. People bet heads or tails or if the team will get it right. If they guess heads or tails, 
People want to see the weekend for the halftime show. That should be interesting. How many times have they show Giselle, Tom Brady's wife, over under two times? They have a line on Patrick Mahomes' brother Jackson's TikToks. There's a, a promo. Will a fan run on the fields? I probably wouldn't take that this year considering COVID. Um, the Gatorade color is always a fun one. People, people always choose red. It's never, it hasn't been red in like 20 years. I think clear is like overwhelming favorite. People like, I, I, I'm, it's so odd to me how people like don't know, like, if you like, if I was playing and my friend, my family wanted to know what color it was, if we win, I would just let them know, like, how the hell would they know? Like, you know what I'm saying? Will a player propose? I'm interested to see if players also say, like, hey, we're going to Disney this year. Because, like, are you going to Disney with COVID? Like, I don't know. It should be fun. I'm really excited for this game. Like, I'll be definitely be betting a little bit on this game. It'll be fun just to watch legacy-wise. I'm be rooting for the Chiefs, even though I think they're going to win. I do want them to win. I think they will. I wouldn't be shocked if Tampa wins because you never count out Tom Brady, but I'm going to hopefully count him out because I just can't stand the guy for him being my division as a Jets fan for 20 years. Like, finally get to – like, this is the year he doesn't go to the Super Bowl. He switched teams. It was Belichick's system. Nope, he's back in there. It's fun. It's good. At least it's a good matchup. But the, I, I, the, like, it's – you can't hate the man's legacy. Like, he's undisputed GOAT. It's hopefully it's a change of the guard here. Patrick Mahomes lights him up. I hope it's a good game. It's close. And, yeah. Thank you guys for listening to this week's episode of Hidden Park the Podcast. It was kind of a quick one since I'm by myself. It was fun talking Super Bowl. Want to get an episode out for the Super Bowl. As I said, Ronna couldn't be here this week, but he definitely has the Bucks winning since the beginning of the playoffs. He's been saying, I got Tampa, I got Tampa, I got Tampa. So we'll see. I told him I got Kansas City. Maybe we'll make a friendly wager on it. Can't wait to hear what you guys think. Thank you guys for following us for the playoffs. Like these past few episodes, kind of wanted to get like an NFL playoffs thing going on, like three different episodes with the playoffs. It's been fun doing those. I love talking football with you guys. We'll see who wins. We'll talk some free agency stuff and like some more recap maybe in a couple weeks. Thank you guys. This is the Hidden Park, the podcast. Anthony Dittmar here, Ronica Lottie here in spirit. Thank you.